0: My proven method shows you how to attract cash-paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method.
1: I'm so excited to be here today with Cynthia. Cynthia Donovan has been a dietitian for 10 years. Half of that she spent as a clinical RD and community RD. For the past five years, she has practiced as a non-diet, health-at-every-size dietitian. Cynthia is a mom of two little boys, one and a half years old and three and a half years old, and has married her high school sweetheart. She came to find her true passion for her profession through her own battle with disordered eating and disordered exercise, plus losing her cycle, and then encountering fertility issues. Now she helps women worldwide find balance with food and exercise so they can get their period back and live the life they were meant to live. Where can we find you on social media, Cynthia? You can find me at period.nutritionist. Excellent. And then uh, website, anything else?
2: So my website is myrealisticrd.com and my Facebook is period.nutritionist.
1: Fantastic. And thank you for joining today. Did I leave out anything in the bio that you think would be helpful for the listeners to know? I think that pretty
2: much sums it up, Libby, in a very bit of a nutshell. Yes. Well, I have to say
1: your Instagram handle is spot on. Thank you. (laughs) I couldn't have gotten that clear without you. Well, I can't wait to dive in and share your story. And uh, I think you're you're doing incredible work and even your bio. So clear. So we're going to get all into that. So can you first start by telling us about your journey and what helped you create your business?
2: Like my bio said, I've been an RD. I cannot even believe it'll be 10 years in October. Since becoming a dietitian, you know, I always wanted my own business. I always wanted to work one-on-one with people. So my side hustle, which I did for many years before getting into virtual, I did that alongside with working as a clinical dietitian and then also I ventured into community nutrition, also did some teaching and all while doing this very, very, very small side hustle. And I always wanted to make it bigger. And I just, didn't have that why. I felt, you know, something was really missing. So then after years of disordered eating, a misdiagnosed dosis of PCOS, my period was missing. I had no idea why the PCOS diagnosis drove me deeper into watching really what I ate. And thus my eating became even a bit more disordered. I was also getting ready for my wedding. So on top of that, and also, you know, exercise, I used a stress relief all these factors actually played into my period missing. So, after some time, I'm like this is what I need to do. I need to help other women just like myself. And then after finding my why, it just became so clear and so simple and easy to have a, you know, targeted population to reach. I knew I was finally meant to do this type of work. And that is to help women find balance with food and exercise and get their periods back so they were able to finally
1: live the life they were meant to live, just like I have. Really beautiful and clear. And can you just go ahead and and explain when you say finding your why, what would you say your why is? I'm sure it's incorporated with what you just said, but um, if you could just use your own words.
2: My why, the way I felt when I healed my relationship with food and exercise and got my period back, that feeling of freedom, I want to give it out to every single woman that I can possibly think of, even if they are getting a period. But, you know, having that diagnosis of your missing period on top of your, you know, very maybe obsessive thoughts around food and exercise, I just, there was nothing in the world that I wanted to do other than help women feel that sense of freedom and balance.
1: Beautiful. And freedom and balance so they can
2: what? So they can do all the things that they were meant to do. For example, maybe they have a really fascinating career. Maybe they really, you know, have this niche for helping other individuals. So really freeing up that mental space and feeling like a woman again, getting your period. Maybe even, you know, a lot of the women I work with aren't trying to get pregnant at the time, but it's something that they may consider doing way down in the future. So giving them hope that that is also possible. And they won't have to worry about that in the future.
1: Really clear. And thank you for sharing that on, on a deeper level. I love those different outlets, you know, feeling more like a woman, the possibility for fertility, being able to feel empowered to help other people, clearing up your headspace. Those are all really important, powerful things for women to have the opportunity to pursue um, after you're, you can help them find that level of freedom that they, that they want, but they're blocked, right, to being able to find independently due to their disordered eating. Yes. That's great. And can you go a little deeper with your nutrition philosophy, especially you mentioned that you are a non-diet, anti-diet dietitian. Can you go a little deeper with what that means for you and the clients you serve? Absolutely. So,
2: you know, I believe in all foods that there's no good foods, there's no bad foods, there's just food. And also that you could be healthy at really every or any size. And that, you know, a non-diet approach is, in my opinion, and everything I struggled with, an approach that is going to stay with you from now until forever. And more specifically, your relationship, if you want to call it, with food and body, and you're going to help heal generations to come. The big balance between food and exercise, so not always feeling like, you know, you're succumbed to having to get to the gym because you ate a piece of cake and really feeling good about your body and knowing that health means getting a period and not obsessing about food or exercise. So a lot of the women I work with are very, you know, health, whole food based and, you know, which has probably had them make their period go missing in the first place. So really turning that conception and philosophy around about what health truly is.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. And how do you approach goals in your business and in life?
2: With definitely a growth mindset, you know, always keeping an open mind to learn and accept feedback. I genuinely love feedback. And I think that's what I love most about, you know, working in your group program, Libby, because we are provided with so much constructive feedback that really, I feel thus far, there has been no stone that has been unturned when needing feedback to to move forward in my business. I remember when Libby, we met back in, I think it was December for the first time. And I told you that my strength was maybe speaking or talking. Like I really, you know, enjoy public speaking and talking on video and what have you. And that content creation of, you know, social media posts was just like not my thing. And that I didn't have a creative bone in my body. But then I started trying to create content and flash forward to now I honestly can't leave my computer some evenings because I have so much fun creating content and captions for my Instagram posts.
1: It's incredible. What a beautiful story. And what do you think has shifted to make you enjoy something you once loathed not too long ago? Honestly, I didn't really try. I guess I
2: didn't really try hard. I just kind of maybe had a fixed mindset and I was like, Well, I'm just not creative because I would say for most of my adult years, I'm just like, I can't even draw like a stick figure. So I'm like, that's just me. I'm not creative. But that all changed once I really learned Canva and started getting feedback in your group program that genuinely helped. I honestly, I don't think if I just started creating content and I had no feedback, I don't think I would be as successful with my creation or enjoy it so much.
1: That's great. I, I appreciate that feedback. And what a beautiful story as far as, you know, the dietitians listening, they can say something that they hate doing or that they fear, which we all have things mm-hmm. don't love. It's possible to reframe that, especially um, when it comes to growing your business, because creating content, good content, clear content that does attract clients the way you create content. That's what grows your business. So for you to approach it and see it in a way that is something you have a hard time pulling away from the computer now, that's really nice because you want to enjoy what you're doing in the process of how you approach it because it's part of your weekly routine. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. And when it comes to your background, what would you say has helped you prepare for your current role now that you're in?
2: I am a firm believer in everything that has happened in the past has led you to where you should be today. So I worked in clinical, I worked in home care. Oh my gosh, I used to hate that. Um nursing homes, renal, outpatient, like literally every portion of clinical you could get. And then I also worked in community nutrition and providing nutrition education to community Snap Ed program. So, you know, always working on my side hustle for my my own business was more so in the beginning to just create more income because as we know, clinical dietitians aren't making too much. And depending where you went to college, you might still be paying off your student loans because I am. And for most of, you know, my career, I was always trying to build something, but it really wasn't until I found my true passion and my true why, you know, helping women find that balance between food and exercise and get their period back. Everything really started to unfold. And I also have a really super supportive husband that is also an entrepreneur. So I think that also has helped.
1: Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about how that's helped for the listeners who either do have an entrepreneurial husband or just want to know the inside of what it's like to, you know, work as a mom in the household building a side hustle alongside someone who's supportive. That's really cool. Yes, it is. It is definitely a whirlwind, but it's
2: so exciting, you know, and it's so new because what he's doing, what I'm doing is something, you know, that many people always say, well, no, not yet. Or maybe, maybe when I, you know, do this or whatever. I would say, you know, start now and Find that balance because anyone who owns their own business is definitely super busy. He's super busy. I'm super busy, and we're both parents. But you know, we always say that being this busy, it is not a burden whatsoever because we both are firm believers that if you love what you do, you never feel like you're working, and we can both honestly say that.
1: That's beautiful. So, in your you know living with uh, you know your husband who's an entrepreneur, parent of your your children. Uh, What would you say is a way you keep each other accountable? How has he supported your growth and how has being with him, living with him, helped support both of your businesses and your mindsets? He has supported my growth, you know, uh,
2: from the get go when I used to work, you know, three jobs just to try to, you know, pull in the income that I, I wanted. And he would always say to me, Well, why don't you really work hard at your own business? Really work hard at your own business. And I'm like, Yeah, I know I am. I'm trying. But I just, you know, I I knew I had my why, but I really wasn't sure where to start. And, you know, when I found you, Libby, that was amazing because then I figured out, okay, I don't need a website. I don't need all these fancy bells and whistles. I don't need, you know, brick and mortar. I can just get started and just start creating content. His drive to, you know, continually be on my case of like, okay, come on, you can do this. You can do this. And now that he's seeing, you know, all of my hard work pay off, you know, by increasing, you know, clientele that's coming in and, you know, getting close to meeting my income goals. You know, he's like, I knew you could do it. You know, this is awesome. And as far as him, Libby, I think your second question, the mindset, I'm not sure if I answered, answered that. Yeah.
1: Well, it was kind of intertwined with the first answer. Yeah. So it sounds like he supports your goals. And then I guess on a deeper level, are there examples? Well, you you already gave one. So Mm -hmm. hit your goals. He gives you support. Are there things maybe when you're busier, for example, you are on your computer with Canva creating your content. How does he perceive that or talk about that or work with you when you're going deep into your business stuff? He absolutely loves it. He's like,
2: (laughs) he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like, all I see, all you're doing is working. I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's positive about it. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like work. He's like, I know he's like, you know, that's exactly how I feel with my business. And, you know, we definitely have that commonality of, you know, wanting to, we're just so excited about working. So there's never a time where I have to say, you know what, I, I have to, I have to go do this and not like he's like oh come on we got to spend time together you know he he 100%s me working as as much as possible but like i said that balance we do have two little boys so i make sure that i i have time for them and i'm being present for them as well because it is very exciting and you can get totally caught up in your work especially you know when you're a dietician and you have that you know bit of type A personality so we I think we do a pretty solid job of mixing in both business and
1: pleasure that's fantastic and would you say to the listeners who maybe aren't married or or not with an entrepreneur how important is it to surround yourself by like-minded people that are either entrepreneurial or supportive of your goals how has that helped you um keep your mindset positive oh my gosh that's so important i definitely i mean Not
2: only my husband, but my family is super supportive. My mom comes over whenever she can to help watch the kids. You know, she really believes in me and what I'm trying to grow. And even my mother in law as well, you know. So I think, like you said, the like minded individuals, it's important to keep around and really, you know, create that sense of I'm doing something good and others feel the same way. Same thing with friends. You know, I have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs that I think is awesome because we can bounce ideas off of each other. But yeah, I would recommend if, you know, you don't have those types of individuals in your life, definitely seek some out or maybe, I don't want to say get rid of, but not so much focus on the ones that aren't helping you pursue things.
1: Yep. And I would say also that there are dietitians, other dietitians that subscribe to an archaic belief system. Um, that you have to go into clinical and those who want to stay in clinical that's another story but those of you who are sharing your hopes and dreams with clinical dietitians that don't agree with you just realize that there are there is a community of like-minded dietitians like cynthia who want more and are out there and you can connect with them from listening to these interviews and find them on social media because when you surround yourself by like-minded dietitians you're more likely uh, to follow your goals and dreams versus other people that don't want or don't support or don't think you can grow and, and reach more impact and income. Absolutely, yeah, really important. So if you can't create, you know, if you don't have that familial support or friend support, you can definitely go online and just choose the types of people you want to consume content from and you want to listen to and then subscribe to and, and really just you know uh, immerse yourself with them.
2: Yes. And all those dietitians aren't official RDs yet. They're still in school. I mean, it's been almost 10 years and I don't ever remember one of my professors saying, oh, you know, when you get out of, you know, school and, you know, get your RD, you can, you know, go into private practice. That was like, no, that was for like the top of the top. Like you have to have all these years of experience. That is not true.
1: Love it. That's probably going to go on an Instagram post, Cynthia. <laughs> I love that. And I agree. I can say, um, i a dietitian for five years now, maybe five and a half. And um, private practice was never discussed, neither was social media. And it was definitely, you need that, you know, two years experience at least. So I do hope that that's shifting. And if it's not an academia, then that's at least the voice that we can share and communicate to let our, you know, the future generation of dietitians know that they can go into private practice and it's something that they can do. And it helps when you support yourself with like-minded individuals. Yes. 100% Libby. So, going into the niche conversation, because you really have fine tuned your message and gotten a lot more clear, what helped you get clear on your ideal client? Well, other than the obvious, your program
2: that has definitely helped. But to elaborate on that, you know, it's really constantly reviewing what my ideal client needs for me, you know, what speaks to her, and constantly reviewing, you know, what her needs and wants are, and just really, you know, digging deep into that and not going into what I thought. Because in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I can create a post on this because, you know, when I was in recovery, well, you know what? Not everyone is, was like me. So, you know, really getting into my ideal client how how can i solve her biggest problem i would say it's something i have started
1: to review on a very frequent uh, basis it's fantastic and for the listeners who maybe need that broken down a little bit more what tip would you have? And because I hear you and I, I get it when you're saying I make content for them and not for me, but what, what actionable step would you share with the listeners who aren't sure how to do that? Because I don't think people are aware that they're creating content for themselves and not for their ideal client. Like, is it that you, you have a practice before you post, you review your ideal client on a regular basis. Like what would you share to the listener?
2: I would say find where your ideal client lives whether that's you know a certain Facebook group a certain Instagram hashtag going there and really you know seeing you know the comments they may be making or talking about and then you know creating content around that and for example I am having you know trouble with I'm trying to think of an example of mine I'm using stress relief exercise stress relief and for my population is that exercise is causing them stress? So how could I solve that problem, and how can I really make them feel comfort in that that is not the healthy thing to do? And so helping them solve that problem and that that misconception does does that help answer your
1: question, Libby? Yeah, absolutely. So for the listeners, they can take that feedback and apply it and think of how they can make their content better. And they approach it as aligned as you did with asking yourself if you're solving a problem. Yeah really helpful Cynthia thank you for walking us through that and when it comes to your offer and how you are serving the women who you help how have you been able to progress that
2: when i started in your program Libby i had already offered packages or bundles whatever you want to call them. no i think they're called packages because i it's twice a month i meet with women and then they get direct messaging and support in between but i had three offers i had a month i had 3 months and i had 6 months and then I went down to one offer and really narrowing it down to that one offer, it's definitely much easier to sell. So right now my one and only offer is the three month
1: package. Good for you. So you consolidated to sell one thing. And did you find that people struggled less with making choices because you had one thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had the one month before and my thoughts behind that were, you know, I just want to get people in. And But then I found, you know, my population that I'm working with one month is just not enough. And it's doing a disservice to, you know, my clientele by just giving them this teeny weeny bit of support and then leaving them hanging.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in business, we think about the client and then we think about your company. So your bottom line, and and you can make more you know, money if you serve and you offer something for a longer period of time, right? Three months versus one, as well as you can help them achieve their goals because of that commitment that they're making to you. Would you agree? So two things, you're helping them, but you're also getting more money and for your business. Absolutely. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't suggest sticking to shorter term offers like that long term meaning one month. So I'm glad that you're no longer doing that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Me too. Have you seen a difference as far as your clients and their ability to progress in a longer offer that you're selling them?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I would say a lot of them after doing the three month offer, they'll sign on for another three months, thus filling the void of my other offer of six months.
1: Yeah. What would you say have been the pros and cons of that? That's, that's been, that's great. I would say pros having them, you know, get that
2: extra support of, you know, signing on for another three months. The cons would be, you know, it's not guaranteed they're going to sign on for another three months. And I would honestly never recommend they sign on for another three months unless I really, truly felt like they needed it. And then it's almost like, well, I kind of got to go back to with some of them, not all of them back to like that sales, you know, trying to sell them into the next package again.
1: So I'm glad you brought that up because I do think it's better that you have a conversation and decide with them if they are a fit so that you're not just continuing with them without a need for them to continue. So I think that's good that you sell them into the next three months if they're qualified, but then you do the negative of that is that you do have to sharpen up on your sales skills right? Because you're evaluating and seeing, does it make sense and having a conversation with them and making sure you're keeping that top of mind. So I can see where that can be anxiety provoking, but then it's also long-term good for you to sharpen up those skills. Do you have any thoughts about that as far as like sales and how you approach that and what you've learned? Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that
2: and being more I don't want to say salesy but you know so I have this 3 month relationship with this client it is almost that much easier to have them sign on for another 3 months because I already have that relationship with them but in regards to some of them just they don't even ask me they just are like I hey, Cynthia I want to keep working with you I had one client actually when I had my old offer she signed up for 6 months and then she just signed up for another 6 months Yeah, that there was no hesitation there.
1: And did you also feel that you could benefit her for the duration of the six yeah. months? Yeah. Yep. And I've had,
2: you know, I'm actually coming to a close with one client and she actually, she didn't need a ton of support and we're coming to a close over three months. And I'm going to say, you know, I think you're doing great. And, you know, I can make referrals out because she's having some um, gut issues. So I'm actually going to refer her to one of your other clients, Rachel. But if I honestly felt that I still needed to keep working with her, I would.
1: I love that. That's so client forward. That's so like focusing on them and helping them with their needs and then assessing mm-hmm. again, of course, you, you know, your business needs to make money, but we're also, we also need to help the client and make sure that we can identify what are their needs and how can you best direct that? Even if it's a referral out, or if you do, you know, come up with a common understanding that continuing would be mutually beneficial for both parties. Yeah. Great. And so do you have any tips about sales or anything like that? Now that we're on the conversation of, of oh, how that works.
2: I, so I did two things prior to working with you, Libby, I, you know, I was making some sales, not many, cause I really wasn't doing anything, but I always treated those calls as like a conversation. Like I was hanging out with a friend and then I kind of, when I started, no, this was actually before I started working with you, I started using this template that my sister-in-law who was also an entrepreneur, she was like, Oh, here, use this template for your sales calls. So I started doing that. And then I started like, kind of, I don't want to say reading off of it, but it wasn't as much of a conversation as it was. And I felt that my sales calls weren't going as good. So I switched it back to more of a conversation piece and really focusing on her biggest problem and really focusing on the outcomes versus the problem. Because as dietitians, I know for myself, all I want to do is educate, educate, and and give information because I just want to help. But it doesn't help me (laughs) when I do it that way. So switching, switching that focus to really showing her the outcomes of what life could be and also keeping it very conversational and very, you know, friend-based because honestly, all the women I talk to, I always, in most cases, feel a very
1: strong connection because we have both been through the same thing. That's beautiful. And I know that that makes them know, like, and trust you more. And I know that that helps as well with your brand and the relationship building. So that's fantastic. So you continue that natural rapport building, and then you make sure that you're focused on the outcome, which is going to help you, them understand the results you can give them and help you sell more naturally than focusing on something that doesn't really help them connect the dots. 100%. That's a really powerful lesson. So thank you for sharing that with us. And when it comes to Instagram, I want to go back to, I know that we were talking earlier about how you're... Uh, your thought process on content creation has shifted, which is beautiful. How do you use Instagram to market and sell to your, you know, your three month package?
2: So through all my posts, and my stories. Prior to working with you, Libby, I was DMing people that I thought were my ideal clientele and just like saying, Hey, you know, just adding some value to one of their posts. And I'm like, wow, this is like really time consuming. So when I started working with you, I really focused more so on my posts, creating appropriate content and really getting on the stories, really showing my face and showing tidbits of, you know, what I do, how I can help them, but also showing my personality and a little bit of, you know, my personal life. I've done like a a tour of my office before, just things like that to make them feel a bit more connected to me to want to sign on with me. And how is that going? I think it's going great versus what I was doing before. Definitely. I mean, my client load since you know working with you, Libby, I'll have to look at exact numbers, but it's tripled, quadrupled. It's definitely working. And it's so exciting to see it all happen and come together.
1: And it'll only continue to quadruple on top of being quadrupled. So I'm I'm really happy to hear that. And before I think you already answered this, but just to make sure I'm clear, before, you know, being more clear with your message, what would you say was your biggest struggle to get people interested? I know you said you were DMing those who you thought were your ideal client. Was that working before?
2: So no, definitely not. And like I said before, I really, I always want to help. I always want to educate, you know, there's a teacher inside of me as I think there are a lot of us dietitians and, you know, I was always giving out information like this is how, you know, you should solve your problem versus what does the outcome look like? Versus, you know, here's all this free information. I guess if you want to say, you know, I do believe in adding some value to your post, but it really wasn't resulting in many discovery calls. So really focus on there and showing them the outcome. And then also instead of engaging in conversation via direct messaging, I get them to schedule a call with me and get them on the
1: phone. And we all know that that's working because you just mm-hmm. explained that on that call is where you focus on the outcome, you build the relationship, you automatically have a connection because you chose to market to those who you feel that you have a deep connection with and they're connected to your why. So it's just a natural fit. Yeah. It's amazing. What an awesome, inspiring story for how you're using social media to be connected. It's
2: exciting. And the best part about it is it doesn't feel like work.
1: Well, isn't that incredible, right? That's what we all want as we're yeah. building, growing our business. Um, And when it comes to creating content, you did mention earlier that you uh, lose track of time at the computer on Canva. What's your process like for how you're creating content? Well,
2: now it is really taking, you know, a week at a time, taking my top performing posts, recreating them into my ideal client's needs. And then doing that, take certain days, I take photos and then on other days I'll create the post. And then on another day I'll create the caption. So I'm
1: not doing it all in one day. So I break it up a bit like that. And that works for you and your brain and that's helping you get it done and getting the result you want. So that's efficient. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. And then how do you realistically stay committed to what you're able to do given that you are a mom of two and how do you make it all work? So,
2: you know, the commitment part of, you know, growing my business is pretty much easy because I love what I'm doing and it doesn't feel like work. Like I said before, the creativity, like I never thought I had this creativity in me and I'm just loving it. It's kind of like, you know, people who use adult coloring books to de-stress. I feel like creating content, you know, <laughs> helps me de-stress a bit. But I have to be realistic about it because I can't spend twenty-four-seven doing that. I have family to take care of, and then I also help uh, support my husband a bit with our business that he primarily runs, which is a pre-prepared meal company. You know, each week I plan out my week. It includes work for my business, my mommy work, free time to just play and hang with the kids. I try. I'm I'm doing my best to keep you know, my work days, like, you know, three full days of work, and then, you know, bits and pieces here and there. So I have those other two days to be fully focused and and being a mom. And then of course, planning out time for the four of us to do fun things together.
1: That's wonderful. So you really have that all squared away. And any tips for moms out there who want to love content the way you do and don't yet feel aligned or connected to their why any kind of tips you would have for those moms?
2: I would say, do not give up, do not get frustrated about it because this, for me, you know, I'm not saying it's going to take you years, but give it time to figure out what is your why and what are you passionate about doing? Give that as much time as you need. For me, it it took some time. I used to be in the diet world of, you know, getting people to lose weight and, you know, and it just never felt right. So I think you'll know it when it feels right. And as far as the content goes, I'm not out of the generation of computers and stuff like that. But I think a lot of us may sometimes get frustrated because we don't know how to use certain things like Canva. I came into Canva and I, I self-taught it. I never used Canva before I started working with Ulibby. And yeah, it was daunting at first. But the more practice I did, the more playing around, I didn't put pressure on myself.
1: I think that really, really helped. It's great. Those are great tips for anyone. And especially I love that you're speaking mom to mom about moms that want to feel it's possible and, and be inspired by the work that you've done and, and how you're role modeling for them. And what's even more exciting,
2: Libby, is a mom to be able to work less, make potentially more money than you are. If you're not making it now, you're going to make it in the future. And be able to have more time to do all those meaningful things like spend time with your kids or go to their school events, hopefully when we have them again, stuff like that. And not having to worry about, oh my gosh, I worked Christmas last year and I'm going to have to work another holiday this year and I'm going
1: to miss out. It's my son's first Christmas, you know, stuff like that. This type of work gives you the flexibility to do. So I love that. Amazing, Yeah, that's incredible. And And I thank you for sharing that. And that sometimes we forget how important it is to be able to work towards that and we forget that it's a little bit ahead of us. So that reminder of being able to free up some of the time on those holidays and special days to be with your family, you know, knowing that you're doing more work now is, is great for us to all look forward to. Quality of life, piece. Yep, absolutely. And so I think you've already mentioned it, but any other advice that we didn't hit on or if you were to say there's one most important thing for a listener, whether she's a mom, new dietitian, or just a dietitian who wants to be a dietitian boss, what would you suggest to her?
2: My suggestion would be don't feel like you need or have to do it all. I really think that's what stopped me for years because I just felt like I had to get the website up. I had to you know, have email marketing. I had to do this. And I had to like have all these pieces aligned before I could attract clients. And that's not you know, true whatsoever. And what you do doesn't have to be perfect either. Just getting something out there. And as time goes on, it'll feel more natural. And, you know, dig deep. What's your passion? I mean, your truest, realist why? Because having an idea of that does make things easier, but also not to give up if you don't feel passionate about something, because as time goes on, it will become more clear.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, Cynthia. And what's next in your business? What can we look forward to seeing?
2: Right now, I really want to continue to get as clear as possible with my ideal client, you know, what they resonate with, be consistent as possible. I want to hit my income goal I made for myself for the year. Then I had this idea of maybe selling an ebook or some type of period recovery nutrition guide, whatever you want to call it. And then long, long term, after I meet like my ultimate, ultimate income goal, I would love to do group programs and then maybe even an e-course. This is you know, again, this is down the line. Um,
1: (laughs) But I would love, love to do all that. That's fantastic. And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and sharing your story. I know the listeners are going to be very inspired. Can you remind everybody where to find you on social so they can connect with you and and share their excitement and joy for for serving other people?
2: Yes. So on Instagram, you can find me at period.nutritionist. And Facebook, same period.nutritionist. And then my website is www.myrealisticrd.com.
1: Excellent. Thanks for joining us.
0: If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.